I actually talked to my mom about this recently. She said there was a phase in like the 90s and 80s where, or actually, I think earlier, I think it was more of the 70s. So people were adults in the 90s and the 80s where Black people were just naming their kids like all these African names. It was like a resurgence. So that's why you'll you'll see people like our parents' age that are named these like very African names and none of them are African. Yeah. They're like Black Panthers, liberation. Let's get it. Like even, why is Rashida Jones named Rashida and her sister's name is Kadada and their mom is so white. Their mom is so white and Quincy Jones only was with white women and they named them the most black names there ever was. I think about it a lot. It stays and it lives in my head rent free. (laughs) I didn't even know that her sister was named that. Yeah, Kadada, she's pretty low key, but she dated Tupac. Huh. She had like a lot of boyfriends that were very famous, but she low key. She's really cool looking. As in her like vibe is really cool. Do you mean to tell me that Tupac got around? album is very much for black people specifically black femmes and then gay people but then specifically black gay people or black queer people and then I was thinking about if I was listening to this as a white person like what would I think of this album so the whole entire album brings in like all these different references like can tell that Beyonce did her research and is pulling in all these different influences and these subcultures all into this one album which I think is like beautifully produced but all that to say is that this album isn't going to resonate with every black person even though it is essentially an album for black joy saying like it's kind of a weird it's kind of like a weird um double-edged sword in that way yeah I mean shit I mean I wonder if it's like if it has to do with something about music versus like visual media, like there just has been so much more music for so much longer. Like Beyonce, the artist, like Beyonce's status as an artist, like for so many people, is not tied to her blackness, but like she is still <laughs> able to create th- like things for black people and for the black cause. Like, like she kind of uh achieve the the freedom to do that and have each of her works like kind of taken uh like or or studied really thoroughly and uh like given a lot of time from and and, like benefit of the doubt from a lot of people Um, but I was talking about this with my friends recently there is a shift though in her music where she does become black and there's actually an SNL skit about it where where (laughs) <laughs> yeah, where she comes out. And I think it's like, it's probably around the time where she the Super Bowl. Because you know how like intense that was. And she was basically like twerking. She was doing, I, I think it was like the precursor to all of her homecoming. Stuff. Well, her Super Bowl performance was very like, uh, it was definitely like a statement. Exactly. And so, yeah. and it was 20, 2016, 2016. Yeah, since 2016. 
And so I think now she uses her platform to push black art and to push black music and to push black creators. And one of the producers on this album is very big, like transgender DJ. And so she'll push, push his art and push his, I'm sorry, push their art and push their, uh, music but she only did that recently and I think that once and I think that once um artists can come to a certain mainstream level then they can be like okay now we can use my platform to push black stories and to push black narratives and to push other black artists but until then I really do have to cater to white audiences and I I think that a lot of artists even particular rappers, for example, can't even use their music or their platforms to push their identity because they're trying to be seen more as just a black blah, 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 just a black blah, blah, blah. As in like Beyonce could release a country album tomorrow and everyone would probably think it's still amazing. Yeah. But she couldn't do that as still a black artist. She had to, she could only push the black narrative and like, the black sounds almost uh when she wasn't just considered a black artist the destiny child is like a black group truly yeah. it is yeah i agree with that but I, hmm. I mean a good example of that is the super bowl this year though like kendrick for example all right when he was doing that line they they didn't let him say or he he chose not to or i don't even know how that decision got made but the line and we hate popo he like he just didn't say he just he just bleeped it like it was a curse word mm-hmm. and uh dr dre for example uh still in still dre there's the line still not loving police he said it so yeah because sometimes eco- like black economic liberation is i get to buy whatever i want and i get to not do what i want and i can kind of just associate and just like spend whatever money I want and uh almost like that show Black Aff where the whole show I thought was ironic apparently people don't think it was ironic but I thought it was um mm-hmm. anyway with, um uh Rashida, Rashida yeah and like Kenya Bears and his kids are just like yeah. so rich and obnoxious but the and I thought it was like funny but then I was talking to my friends and they were like that was the worst show I've ever watched because what black people are acting like that but I think when I was watching, I was like, well, this is liberation because these black people are just jumping on a private jet and going to St. Barth and don't give a fuck. And the kids yeah. are obnoxious because they have no concept of money. But then I was like, that's all through a white and capitalistic lens of black liberation. Then maybe black liberation is making music and doing whatever the hell you want, making movies that have nothing to do with your identity and have nothing to do with the financial and like economic and capitalistic constraints that you used to have i don't know yeah <clears throat> it's difficult though is like like liberation psychological liberation means all of those things but that it, that doesn't correlate to like fighting like physical oppression right but which like, would, sometimes like, it's you would need white people to like or you would need to like align yourself with a certain amount of white people to like gain sort of access to like the ability to help motherfuckers in those sort of situations right like that's that's where it becomes like confounding 
like maybe even this album is black liberation black joy because she probably woke up one day and started making music and was like this is what I want to do and these are the producers I want and this is these are the sounds I want and this is these are the resources that I'm going to pull from and blah 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 but you only get there by going through certain hoops that are set for you that you have to go through right um but maybe I don't know black liberation could also just be fucking existing and doing whatever the fuck you want you know and I don't know I hope that like I hope that when I have kids that they feel like they can do whatever they want and not feel tied down to anything. And I think that would be an example of black liberation. I don't think our parents could do that in like the capacity that they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe black liberation is just, I don't know. I like to see, I, I think economic means are the easy way to define it, but I don't think that's like really what it is. Yeah, it, uh, it, I don't know. It, like, where do you, where does this conversation leave you is the question. It just leaves me just uh, with your questions. <laughs> so we got on this topic because I was talking about Nope. I know, yeah. Yeah, right? We'll discuss it next odd. week. We'll discuss it next <laughs> week. And we'll maybe like dive more into this after we discuss the movie. And then we kind of just went into a rabbit hole of what black liberation means but i give the album a 9.5 out of 10 i saw this great quote and honestly i'll say this right now nobody cares if you don't like the beyonce album actually nobody cares if you don't like it you not you well you as in a general you so talk your shit anybody who doesn't like it but nobody cares because it's beyonce i will find this great great quote from an la times review and it says it's like a carefully curated library, this whole thing, with an astonishing depth of knowledge regarding rhythm and harmony that puts Beyonce as an arranger and band leader on a level with Prince and Stevie Wonder. Shit. Oh, buy it. I was like, I'll take it. I mean. Shit. My first question, what mm-hmm. comes first when you become in the process of like from being born to <laughs> becoming a world famous pop star, mm-hmm. what's the first step? I would argue it's having a fire name. <laughs> right. Because I mean, she, uh, Tina Knowles named both her daughters very much like star like names. The fact that Solange can just go by Solange and like that works too. But <laughs> Beyonce Knowles and then still she added the Carter and it still sounds fucking fire are you kidding yeah amazing and then Stevie Wonder Prince Stevie Wonder's real name like isn't really Wonder though yeah but still yeah but Prince's Prince's real name is Prince Prince something yeah so I don't know I feel like it's divine intervention as in God just speaks to you and is like you should name your child this yeah name your child lebron james it'll all work out the way that i'm going back to revise my baby name list so i can have a famous child yeah you got to think of something unique though oh i have unique names i'm not putting you got to think no basic what i mean think about it you have the power to to just shape a, a generation of black names
I went to a wedding this weekend and I think it changed my perspective on marriage, but in a good way. Okay. Go on. I, th- I think I think you're supposed to find a person that you love a lot. Okay. Be with be with them. See what happens. I I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> like I would agree. When that person comes into your life, I don't know. When is the right time? I don't know. But I think that you find them, you love them, you hope for the best. You have a beautiful ceremony. You have all your friends around that celebrate your love. And then you take it from there. I really, it took the air out of it for me in like a good way. It just made it seem like it wasn't, I feel like when you're thinking about weddings and marriage and stuff it's like all this like hyped up stuff and I think this weekend I was just like wait it's just like as simple as two people coming together and saying and like declaring their love publicly wow look and at this this is I know like, we're just listening to growth happen I know oh my god are you guys my therapists <laughs> um no you're not um but I think it was just a way of me to think about it as in it shouldn't be this very complicated thing all that to say a bitch is still gonna have fun until the time happens so i mean that's the trade-off i think that, uh, that's well said that's well said was there any fun tea do you want to talk about your lacking grip strength bro <laughs> bro okay so i don't know uh, this is my first like real wedding since i've been flower girl age so obviously I know there's um yeah I was flower girl circuit please obviously hey, listen, I, was a, I was a ring bearer so you're not talking to a damn rookie I feel like you were never a child me yeah like you don't really give like child vibes <laughs> you feel like you were a 15 year old boy and then you just grew up you know what I mean I guess. What is, I don't know if that's good. Is that good? You know, some people I can't imagine as children, and you're one of them. I can never imagine you as a child. Like I can't imagine your voice being like high pitched. I'm not gonna catch this. Oh, I know. But then, my friend, the bride, throws the bouquet, and it lands in my hand as if God was like, Dominique, you are getting married next. <laughs> God was there, like, Dominique you are getting married next year. Like this time next year, you are the bride. And it like comes to my hand. Like I had this like serendipitous 0.3 seconds where I was like, whoa, like what are the odds? <laughs> and this girl snatches it out of my hand, snatches as in I have it on video, as in everybody came up to me after and was like, damn, you were robbed. But then <laughs> other people come up to me and were like, you didn't want it bad enough. And I was like, I didn't want it in the first place, but when you have something you don't re- and then you don't realize you have it and then it's gone wow <laughs> we will all post uh, the video all right you should you should i saw it i'm telling you if uh if she was playing 2k that would have been uh <laughs> that would have been off the front rim for a late release held on way too long but, but it's dude, all right my my face when I got it snatched out of the hand, like I looked to my right at one of my friends, and I literally go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I I was big mad. Damn. That's all I have to say about that. 
I was oh having a great God. time at this beautiful exchanging of love ceremonies until maybe it's good guy karma for me. Maybe, maybe. Or maybe it's a- maybe you're gonna maybe you're gonna almost get married pretty soon. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I would love to do that for rent reasons and yeah. nothing more. I saw, um, saw Rubia texted us being like, your girl just got the bouquet snatched. I just my eye, a single eyeball just turned toward my mic. I just looked at it. I was like, see you Monday. <laughs> I was so, it was so sad to see. Everyone was just laughing at me. I was just like, <laughs> um, tweets. Oh, yes, sir. Wait, I actually did want to ask you about the, yeah. the, uh, when you meet his friend group and he's not the leader tweet. <gasps> oh, can we talk about this real quick? Yeah. Cause that shit got me weak. The the uh, tweets about like when the hoes pull up and I, me and my boy arguing over who gets to be the leader. I will say, okay. Do you think that you date leaders of friend groups? Because uh, I don't think I do. I think I do. You do. I'm I jealous. I I think I do. Yeah. I don't think I want to date the leader of a friend group. Too much, uh, too much responsibility. Yes, because yeah, you don't want to be the first lady of the United States, would you? No, no, I don't want to have to deal. <laughs> You'd rather with... be the person you live, right? I don't want to have to deal with coordinating niggas' plans because I'm going somewhere, and then this, the guy I'm with trying to go somewhere, and then all his friends trying to go somewhere. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I want to date like the third in command. Second. <laughs> like yeah i guess i do want to be like vice president or whatever second lady of the united states yeah you would, you would be dug em off so quick <laughs> but then i'm also like a leader is we love a leader we love an alpha, an alpha male hmm. i don't know it's a tough call okay that's very interesting actually yeah and think about it you have like a 10 person friend group Let's say, Let, like, just this, this is a hypothetical. This is a hypothetical. Okay. I don't person- want to date a guy who has a 10 person friend group for the record. I find that to be off. <laughs> All right. Because why are you associating with that many people in one instance? <laughs> I guess. I mean, so, so that's a lot. That's a lot to unpack. So, so we'll you think 10 friends or just one group that has 10 people in it? One group that has 10 people in it is a red flag to me. Yeah, but like, what's the limits of the group? That's kind of where I'm going with this. Like, if, like you, have if a- you have a group chat of 10 people that you texted incessantly, you should go check that out of why you need to talk to 10 people all at once. <laughs> There's never 10 people ever at one time, maybe besides if you don't include my family. And even then, it's not even 10 people. So there's never 10 people at one time that need to know things about my life or need to know what I'm doing think about that I guess so but you're in group chats with 10 people and I'm like not really at least a couple I'm in different group chats with different people and maybe that amounts to 10 okay but different converse or different combinations of the 10 I feel like are different (laughs) different people will have like will have the upper hand in those situations okay but can you go back to your hypothetical 
yeah, you have well, that was that was just where I was going with it. Like, oh, we're different. I don't, I don't think that the, that it's possible to have somebody who's like the overarching like presence in a friend. Like, that's not that. Then that person is not their friend. That's like that's like a, a big sibling or some shit. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'll let you know if I date any friend group leaders, but so far no one's giving has given me signs that they're a friend group leader unless mm-hmm. they're a low-key friend group leader. Yeah. But I would take a friend group leader for the bit just to see what happens. All right. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Noted, everybody. <laughs> Here's a fun tweet that I liked. Okay. Pray for my brother, y'all. This nigga at Lake Lanier in a boat with white folks. Oh, I saw that. Lake Lanier, I actually do think it's haunted. Really? Never even been there. Never met anybody that's been there. But just look up Lake Lanier haunted. And <laughs> read a few things, you'll be like, damn. Oh, I don't like that. I was just going to say, I saw this tweet that was like, that was about the departed. Made me think of you. <gasps> what was it? It was just like, it was just, I can't tell you how often I think of this line. Uh, and it was Mark Wahlberg when they were like uh when they had them cornered in that little warehouse and they were like watching them on the cameras and shit you know what i'm talking about yes and he was like i'm the guy who does his job you must be the other guy it's like it's good writing right there the boys i know that's to me that's cinema to me that's (laughs) cinema i love that man i yeah that movie's so fucking good Mm. um give me one more tweet oh here we go why do bitches start talking to you like they work for hr when y'all stop fucking with each other that's so true that's a fact that's that's confounding too. you be using commas oh period. my god semicolons I'm an oxford you. comma yeah oh. no you be using like yeah, don't be know how to write either mm-hmm. no when you text a bitch that you don't like anymore and you have to get something from them or they need something from you you are texting like you owe them money you're texting like the head of hr yeah <laughs> like you're about to schedule a fucking zoom or i don't even know like bro i'm out of office through next week <laughs> i've done it i am a very good professional texter please if y'all are getting so why what's the answer me? then what's the answer to the tweet why why because you're you can't kiki anymore once you don't fuck with them you can't kiki over text anymore you can't add an lmao an lol you can't even add an emoji or an explanation point it just has to be formal i'm here for one reason and one reason only let's do it it's business deal now so if i text you punctuation and proper that's when you know i'm fucking pissed (laughs) hope it never comes to that i hope i pray (laughs) Um, that's all I got though. Let's be real really quickly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me be real at the same time. Fuck it. Oh my god, it looks really <laughs> bad. Yeah, I'm gonna redo it. 